Welcome back to the film podcast to relax slash study to. This is our Oscars 2023 postmortem. You are an Oscar expert. So let's just start it off. General thoughts. What do you think of this year's event? Um, The show? The Everything. show or the TIFF thing? Both. Okay. Well, we can start just by maybe talking about the TIFF event. So... I guess this was the second year they did like an Oscar watch party. They did it last year and then continued the tradition this year, but did it in one of the, like the biggest theaters, like cinema one, which is their largest theater. And they did it like similar to how they, how it was run the first year. So there were free snacks. So popcorn and drinks and candy and that kind of stuff. They had a little photo area. We didn't do a photo this year, but um, they had like a little step and repeat area where you could do like a photo with an Oscar and stuff. And then, um, yeah, then similar to last year, there were two hosts that kind of, um, did some whatever jokes and trivia stuff in the commercial breaks and then just had the show running on the big screen. So I think it was fun. Like I really like this way of watching the Oscars, like making it this event and like a night out and yeah, it's fun with all the snacks. Like I'm glad that they kept the free snacks going. Cause I think it would have been that's key. <laughs> that's key. annoying if it, if it wasn't um, just given that they had done that the previous year. So yeah, I think it's, and it's just, I guess like a nice little perk because I think it's just for people who have memberships. So I think it's just like another nice perk of having a membership. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a fun night out. It's kind of better than, I guess, just watching at home or whatever. Like it makes it a bit more of like a, an event. So, and it's just fun watching it on such a big screen as well. I think that's pretty cool. So what did you think of that, of the TIFF party? Yeah. Well, I think it's better for me, especially since I'm <laughs> accompanying you. Yeah. I think that not as invested. Not as invested, but if I'm in a theater and an event, it's easier for me to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we watched it at home, I'd probably be flitting in and out. Yeah. Or I'd just be like, I want to go play video games. I want to go play <laughs> on my computer. Well, we yeah. watch. You're kind of trapped, I guess, in a way. Yeah, so you've but it got makes no you choice. pay attention more anyway. Mm -hmm. like, so in the sh terms of the show itself, I thought it was, it went like chalk, basically. Mm -hmm. Everything you thought was going to happen, basically it happened. So it was pretty boring in that respect for I, me. Yeah. For me, I, I kind of feel like it was like a bit of a return to form of like Oscars of the past. I mean, I thought like, I thought Jimmy Kimmel actually did like a pretty good job. I thought he was like very funny. Like I enjoyed the opening monologue. I thought he kind of like the, his jokes sort of ongoing throughout the show were good. There weren't too many sort of dumb bits that have happened in the past, like the ordering the pizza thing or when they that one year when they like brought all those people into the theater randomly. Do you remember that? Yeah. Vaguely. Anyway, yeah. or like when Ellen took the selfie, which was so dumb, like just, just like dumb bits like that. They seem to have just completely cut those out, which is great. Yeah. And so it was more, you know, like no big sort of drama, like no, the slap or anything, but I kind of just prefer it to be, kind of drama free in that way. The other thing I was going to say is that they added back in some awards that they didn't televise last year out of like 
um, there was like a major uproar within the like Academy members about not televising certain awards. And now they've brought them back into the broadcast, which I think is like very important because I think for me, like I know a, a big portion of the Oscars is really about the celebrities. So like the acting and maybe, um, you know, certain like well-known directors or screenwriters or whatever, like there's like a celebrity element, but I think it's also important just to honor other people who are working in the industry and honor them in like a public way because, you know, making movies is really like a team sport and everybody's role is important to getting it made. So I think, yeah, I think having, having all of the awards televised is important and, I don't think it saved any time last year and they probably wasted time doing like the dumb, like best favorite film category, like that thing that the Zack Snyder movie won or whatever. I don't even know. Like I didn't participate in that. But. Yeah. Well, I think adding the other awards back in just made the pacing correct or yeah. you have enough awards that you can just go award, little joke, award, little joke, mm-hmm. award, instead of having all this bullshit, mm-hmm. which was last year's. Like with the Zack Snyder thing. Yeah, that was dumb. Or it's just like you're taking out actual awards and filling it with. With, yeah, like things that people just don't really care about. And like. Desperation plays to get people to watch. Yeah. And I feel like the people who probably voted that for that, like the Zack Snyder fans probably didn't even watch the show. Like I'm sure they were just all on Twitter or something just (laughs) voting, but not actually watching the show. So yeah, I'm glad that they've done away with that and just like focused on the awards and stuff. And I think also the way that they structured it was worked well. Like they had um, presenters kind of doing two awards back to back. So like supporting actors, supporting actress kind of. Maybe that's why it, actually why it felt so smooth. Yeah. Because there wasn't constant introducing and little bits that they would do for like Okay, this pair comes in, does a bit, mm-hmm. and this pair comes in and does a bit, like mm-hmm. half the amount of little banter things mm-hmm. they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it kind of moved moved things along a little bit, um, just in terms of like the show, the run of the show. So yeah, I thought that was good. I would say like what didn't work for me were like the weird ads built into the show, like the little mermaid thing was weird. You know, just because it's like the sort of Disney conglomerate or whatever, like Disney owns ABC. And so I guess like Disney was kind of using this as like a platform to advertise. So like having Melissa McCarthy and Chloe Bailey go up and like talk about the trailer for this movie for the Little Mermaid live action movie and then showing a clip of the trailer felt like a little bit weird because the movie has like nothing to do with the Oscars. It's really just like our parent company wants to like run an ad during the show. So like that moment was a little bit clunky and didn't really work for me. I didn't like it, but I do think if there's, they're going to do desperate stuff to get people to watch putting trailers for upcoming movies in the show is like it, the simplest and probably best way to do that. Mm -hmm. But this was just like a random interjection. Yeah, it just felt weird. It was just like, why are we watching this? And then it just cut to a commercial break. So that like that was a bit weird. But uh, other than that, I thought it was like a pretty decent show. Oh, the other my other observation was that like, I feel like people were sick at this show. Like Elizabeth Banks 
she did not sound yeah, she <laughs> well. Like, what was going on with her? Yeah, she sounded sick. And then I think Jessica Chastain also like sounded like she had a cold or something and she was wearing a mask in the audience. But then when she was presenting, I was just like, oh, <laughs> you're not sounding so good. So I don't know. Hopefully the Oscars wasn't like a super spreader type event, but I'm just it probably like, was. But okay. <laughs> people sounded a little bit sick. I don't know what's going on. So anyway, that was just another observation of the night. Anyway, we can move on to do we want to talk about like the winners and the losers and how we did on our ballots? Yeah, let's talk about who won, who lost and of us who won and who lost. Well, yeah, obviously everything everywhere all at once was a big winner yeah. in, in multiple categories, which I think we were expecting, or at least oh, yeah, I 100%. was. Yeah. To a degree. I think maybe what surprised me was that all quiet on the Western front one. I wouldn't, I still wouldn't call that a surprise. Yeah. Cause I felt like if everything doesn't all quiet will based yeah. on the pre-show buzz. I agree. Yes, I agree. And I think also, I think it's like interesting comparing those two movies because All Quiet on the Western Front feels like sort of your more traditional Oscar fair. And then Everything Everywhere is kind of like your new wave Oscar fair. So like maybe that is a kind of an indication of the makeup of the Academy and that like you still have this more kind of like traditional Oscar type of movie getting through in some categories, but then you have something that's a bit more like new and exciting, but maybe the type of movie that newer members are more interested in. That's a question I was going to ask you. Do you think, which I think I've seen some conversation online about, do you think the definition of Oscar rate has changed since the point was made that like since green book, the definition has changed to be, feel-good movie, basically, at its core. It has to be like a nice feel-good movie to win. Because um, Shape of Water, Green Book, Coda, yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, Green Book would fall into the, more into the, like, traditional Oscar-winning type of movie rather than just, like, a feel-good. Like, I think it, yeah, I think you can look at it as, like, a feel-good movie, quote-unquote, but to me, it's still in the sort of old guard of like Oscar winning movies. So, and I think like a quiet on the Western front is also that, like, I feel like the sort of traditional quote unquote Oscar winning movies are often like movies about war period pieces, like movies about racism that make white people feel good. Like those are sort of your buckets of like movies that often win Oscars. I would say like everything everywhere coda last year are maybe more of the like newer wave of, of movies. And I've also heard talk about how like everything everywhere is sort of like your thinking man's Marvel movie in the sense that like it's elevated Marvel, it's elevated Marvel. Yeah. Like in the sense that like, will a Marvel movie ever win an Oscar? Like, I don't know. And like, I don't know if it was it last year when there was like some debate about putting like Spider-Man as a best picture. And I'm just like, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever heard like why would we ever want to do that i don't know i i wasn't that tuned in but i think it was something more along the lines of like you know the dumb point some people make where it's like i haven't he even heard of these movies mm -hmm. and all everyone i know went to spider-man yeah so spider-man should be nominated yeah and i i don't think spider-man should be nominated but i feel like a movie like everything everywhere all at once may have some like elements to it that are similar to like a Marvel movie or an action movie. But I think there's a bit more depth in terms of like 
the subject matter it's exploring and like has an actual emotional center rather than just like a sort of blurry CGI, like whatever, soulless corporate offering. Well, and, you know, not to dig too deep into their contentious debate, but I think like, <laughs> Obviously, Marvel movies, wide audience. Mm -hmm. The Oscars probably want to carve off some of that audience as viewers. Yeah. But, and so this is a way in part to do that without yeah. actually having to like give an award to a Marvel movie. Yes. And I agree with that. But I'm also happy to have everything everywhere all at once win an Oscar versus having Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever it was called win an Oscar. Because I think everything everywhere is a better, is just like a better movie. So yeah, I, I would agree that, yeah, there may be some thought process or something like that in terms of how the voting broke down and that like, it's sort of just like, we're giving you your Marvel-esque movie, but it's like a little bit more elevated. So it's not just like a superhero, whatever. And then to the all quiet point, I lost you on the ballot because mm -hmm. I did my strategy, which has been my usual strategy, mm -hmm. which is like, what political cause are the are the voters going to be like on top of this mm -hmm. year? So I thought, okay, Ukraine war. Yeah. They're going to go for the anti-war movie. Yeah. But they went with Navalny for documentary. And I think like that was your political. There weren't as many, like I thought there was going to be more speeches about the war in Ukraine. Because I feel like in the past, like during um, sort of post 9-11, there was a lot of speeches about Iraq and Afghanistan and and like those conflicts. But I, I don't know if people are just less political or like obviously the director of Navalny brought his wife and children up and his and Navalny's wife spoke. Um, yeah. But I think that but sort of that makes case, sense it's because it's, yeah, it's like, well, this guy made a movie about about this person and he has an investment in terms of like what's going on politically in Russia. So yeah, we didn't really see that's another thing that I didn't pick up on immediately, but looking back, it's like among the big awards, I would say you didn't really get many political speeches at all, which I feel like no. is a usual staple. You at least get like one usually yeah. where someone turns it into a thing. Yeah. But like, yeah. Or like when, with like me too and times up, like you yeah. had a lot of speeches addressing that at the Oscars and, but yeah, like not really so much this year, I would say like definitely fewer than I had expected. I think there's a reason or is it just like the handful of winners this year had other things to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be, it could be that. Um, I think like a lot of, you know, I mean, we can go into talking about the winners, but I think a lot of, the winners, like at least in the acting categories, kind of made it more personal. And so they were talking a lot about sort of their personal experiences and so on. So yeah, like maybe this year was focused a lot more on sort of personal experiences, comebacks, like people getting awards when they've been long overdue, like that kind of thing. So it was maybe, yeah, like a much more of like a personal Oscars than like uh people using their wins as a platform to make a political statement. I'm also surprised actually that 
Like I thought Elvis would get at least like one award and like Banshees of Inishirin would get at least one award. But yeah, like I was surprised to see those movies shut out and then like Fablemans was shut out and Tar was shut out and Babylon was shut out. Like I was maybe less surprised about those, but I thought Elvis and Banshees would at least like take home one. But yeah, like they were just both shut out. So that was maybe like a bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of... Whatever. I mean, I haven't seen All Quiet, but obviously <laughs> All Quiet and everything just monopolized every award yeah. to a degree that, yeah, for me was just like... There was no look, other hope for any other movie. Yeah, and it's just sort of, you look at the winning list and it's like, of course there are some that are correct mm-hmm. and are good, but it's sort of a boring winning list considering those two movies just like took everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we talk about um, the like acting wins or is there anything to discuss there? I guess the real ones we want to talk about maybe are Brendan Fraser. what do you think about all the whale puns when he went up in his speech? Tons of whale puns. Oh, I didn't even notice the whale puns. Okay. Well, he made a lot of whale puns, which maybe <laughs> okay. some people didn't like. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I guess the real thing we can talk about is the Jamie Lee Curtis win and the Angela Bassett loss. Yeah, I was surprised, although maybe I shouldn't have been because she did win SAG. Um, but I was like pretty convinced that Angela Bassett was going to win and then she didn't. I mean, I did. I like Jamie Lee Curtis's speech. I thought like that was... Yeah, I liked her speech a lot and I liked seeing the like support she got from like the her fellow castmates and crew and all of that. Um, I mean, we've talked about it so many times, like her performance is funny and enjoyable, but like, I don't know that it's Oscar worthy. Like the whole nomination itself was like. You don't have to say you don't know. It's not Oscar worthy. You know, it's not. Yeah. Like the nomination itself seemed a little bit silly to me, but like, whatever, I'm happy for her. But yeah, I would have liked to see Angela Bassett win, to be honest with you. Like, I think maybe she's a bit more deserving. Like if we're looking at sort of like a body of work win, which I kind of feel like this is what it was ultimately. Her and Angela Bassett were both like body award yeah. nominations. Not, and, and it was just sort of like, well, here's a performance they did this year that was like good and people liked. But yeah, I, I would have preferred seeing Angela Bassett win. And I understand like, I think also the whole conversation about people giving her shit because she like wasn't happy I think it's so dumb. Like yeah, I, that was <laughs> I think BS she's too. whatever she can feel however she needs to feel like it's, it's dumb. And it's like a two second clip of her. Like we don't know what happened. It's also like a great moment, <laughs> whatever. Like I don't, I don't think the it's interesting to have everyone be clapping for each other and yeah. stuff. Like I think real emotions. Yeah. Are it's just like how she was feeling and yeah. she doesn't need to Clap. pretend that she feels any differently. I think body of work Oscars are stupid and they kind of, interfere with like the awards yes or it's like the academy correcting their mistake but i think if you're gonna win a body of work oscar you mm-hmm. should at least have one performance where it's like you should have won an oscar for this or mm-hmm. at least like you should have been like really in contention to win mm-hmm. or I've, i don't know that jamie lee curtis has that and yeah angela bassett i haven't seen the movie that people talk about oh what's the love got to yeah, do with it yeah it's an incredible it's an incredible performance that she yeah. should have won for that so yeah definitely yes i think she should have. And so I understand why. Yeah. There's so much disappointment now because yeah, I think she was, um, 
anyway, I think that was a very strong performance that she didn't win for. So yeah, controversial for sure. Yeah, I guess the only other thing, like, I guess, like, sort of the dark side of, like, Kihue Kwan's win and Brendan Fraser's win is, like, I guess, like, part of their kind of, like, road to the Oscars, if you will, was, like, their sort of comeback stories. But when you, like, kind of look at, like, look more deeply into the comeback, it doesn't reflect very well on the Academy, if you know what I mean. So it's just, you know, it's exciting to see them win and being sort of like embraced widely by the Academy, but it's also like the Academy who was excluding them, right? Like Kihue Kwan couldn't get any acting jobs. Like nobody wanted to hire him, right? And then he kind of continued to work in the industry, but he was working as like a stunt coordinator and an assistant director. Like he gave up on acting because no one was hiring him. And he, I watched this interview he did, um, like after, so like after you win, you like go into this press room after like during the Oscar night, you go into like a press room and then you just spend whatever, 10 minutes like answering questions. But like one person was asking him about like he, at one point he was working under the name Jonathan rather than under his like given name. And he was talking about how like, this was, I guess like earlier in his career. So maybe he was like in his teens or twenties at this point. And he wasn't getting any jobs and his agent suggested like changing his name. And I think it's just like sort of contributes to like the general like racism and discrimination in Hollywood that like somebody has to, you know, feels that they have to like change their name in order to have a better chance of being cast. And it has nothing to do with your skill as an actor. It's like people read your name on your resume or whatever. And they're, or like your list of credits and they're already, discounting you so yeah I mean it's like an amazing comeback story for him but it's also just like this industry excluded you for so many years so I think that's just something to like keep in mind and I think also in Brendan Fraser's case like he um was pretty like severely injured in a lot of movies that he did and I think like that was part of the reasons he withdrew like he um he's had um partial knee replacement. His vocal cords have needed to be repaired. He's had, um, part of his vertebrae vertebra removed because of like issues, I guess, with his spinal cord and nerves in his spine. Um, so he's had like pretty severe injuries from like a career doing a lot of action movies, but also it's worth noting that he was sexually assaulted by the former, um, president of, of the HFPA. Like, I think it, I don't know, was like very distressing for him. And that's part of the reason why he withdrew. And then the former president kind of said he was just like joking around and it wasn't like sort of, I guess, like a gaslighting him in a way saying that it was just like a joke and he shouldn't whatever, take what happened so seriously or whatever. But it's something that really distressed Brendan Fraser. And I think like he sunk into a depression. He also like... I think divorced his wife sort of around the time of this happening. So again, there's like a lot of like emotional distress happening anyway. So yeah. So I think a combination of like some injuries on the job and the um, like the groping incident 
contributed to his kind of withdrawal from the industry, kind of stopped wanting to work. And so again, I think like, you know, he, he won and, and he gave like a very emotional speech. And I felt like anytime the camera like cut to Brendan Fraser and mentioned his nomination, like in, during the show, like you could sort of see him tearing up and getting emotional. But I think again, it's just like, you know, he's being given this award, but then like, is the sort of industry at whole or the Academy sort of taking responsibilities for the reasons why he decided to withdraw from acting work. So I think it's just like an important thing to consider when we like look at these wins. Like I think the underdog story is really amazing and um, feel good. But I think like, it's also important to like, kind of look at like why these two actors kind of stopped acting for <laughs> many years. All right, well, I guess we can just wrap it up by talking about some fashion stuff. Your favorite part of the Oscars, red carpet. The one last thing I'll say. Oh. Um, Avatar should have won best picture and James Cameron <laughs> should have won director. Okay. Okay. On. Well, D James Cameron didn't even show up, nor did Tom Cruise. And I actually quite liked um, Jimmy Kimmel's jokes about that. Disrespectful. Disrespectful <laughs> not to nominate Cameron for best director. Okay. If I was him, I wouldn't show up either. If I was disrespected like that. I guess so. But it's just like so petty and bitter. I guess what they do. They're going to show up. Yeah. He's working on Avatar 4 right now. Okay. <laughs> cut for Avatar 3. It's nine hours long. Yes, time to <laughs> show up at a party? No. All right. Well, I don't know. Everyone else on your team did. So. Okay. Let's talk about the fashion. <laughs> okay. So do you have any memorable outfits that you'd like to share? Whatever. Recognition of. Thoughts on the fashion. I just don't really know what to say as a man, you know? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I can just talk about the fashion that I liked. I thought there were some pretty cool dresses out there and suits, I guess, for those that wore suits. Um, like Sarah Polly's little suit and bow tie get up. I thought that was cool. Um, who else? Oh, yeah. Malala loved her outfit. Thought it was great. The silver dress. Yeah, you love a hood. I love a hood. Um, yeah, long sleeves. Hood, keep you warm in the, um, what I assume would be the cold, the ice cold uh, Dolby Theater. So, yeah, I was into her dress. Um, who else? Oh, yeah. Janelle Monet's dress was cool. But I would think I, I would just be too cold. But I thought I liked I thought she looked good. But uh, yeah, it was like the orange, the orange skirt with like the slanty waistline and and like a sort of bustier style black top. Looks great. But and then like the choker thing accessory. Um, yeah, it looks great. But like I would be worried about being cold. So that's like my main concern. Kate Blanchett's outfit I liked a lot. The like um, flowy blue long sleeve top with like the long black skirt. Thought was great. Yeah, I thought it was great too. I read a blind item that somebody's driver got into a fight mm -hmm. during the show and they had to like, they couldn't actually drive them. Okay. 
Um, so this person's, the driver's uh, celebrity had to get a ride with someone else mm-hmm. and they didn't have time to change their dress. Mm-hmm. I think people figured out it was Kate Blanchett's driver because she wore the same dress to the after party. Oh, interesting. So. Wow. Hot gossip. Wow. Okay. Anyway, it was a cool dress. Like, why not just keep wearing it? That's what I say. But I guess it's all about like changing for the party. Um, I thought Florence Pugh's dress was kind of cool. Mostly just because it was like tons of fabric. So again, I feel like if I was cold, like I could just like wrap that around myself in a creative way and just like stay warm in the theater. So yeah, I'm looking for like in a dress, I'm looking for like something that's going to be comfortable, but also um, practical in terms of like keeping warm if I have to sit somewhere for four hours straight. So yeah, those were my, those were my picks for best dressed. Anyway. You have interesting priorities (laughs) for the dress. Well, I don't know. Like a lot of these dresses look very uncomfortable. Like I don't really like the sort of princessy ones with the giant poofy skirts or like tons of like crinoline or whatever. Um, I'm not big on like asymmetrical things like Nicole Kidman's dress. Like she looks good or whatever, but like it's got one long sleeve and then one no sleeve. And that just like makes me crazy. I feel like the reason you don't like that though is because one arm would be cold yeah. and the other would be warm. It doesn't make any sense. You'd be all out of whack. I think asymmetry can be cool in the dress. But I yeah. think you're really caught up on the heat element. So, But like one long arm, like, I mean, I think like asymmetry, like Carrie Condon's dress was one, it was like the yellow dress and it had one like thin strap on one side and then like no strap on the other shoulder. And that to me, like I can deal with that asymmetry because it's just like the one little strap. It's a nice little detail. It was another dress that I really liked, but I feel like a full on sleeve and then a full bare arm. I just can't deal with that. It just breaks my brain. I need sleeves or no sleeves but can't be one sleeve, one no sleeve. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't abide by that. Sorry, Nicole Kidman. You look cool, but. Mm, Did she look cool though? She looked dead inside. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, she's, I don't know, had a lot of face work, like a lot lot of of work. Yeah. And so like her, she looks just like a mannequin basically, but like, whatever. I do enjoy her acting. I mean, mannequin or not, she's a good actor. So. But yeah, her face is like a little bit freaky now. So, um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. Anything else you got? Anything else you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Okay. Cool. Well, another. What would Oscars- you rate this oh. Oscars out of ten? I'd give it a solid eight. Solid eight. Okay. What would you? Yeah, it was sort of like a seven. Yeah. Perfectly average. Yeah, it was fine. And I kind of, like I said, I kind of prefer this type of show. What's your favorite Oscars ever? Do you have a distinct memory of what your favorite Oscar ceremony is? Oh, that's a good question. I have to think about it. Um, 
I mean, in terms of just craziness, the like La La Land Moonlight one was like truly the like some of the craziest live TV I've ever seen. Like I couldn't believe what I was watching when that happened. It was so wild. I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing, but I think it was just like so crazy that like this mistake would have happened. (laughs) And, you know, it's like mid speech, the La La Land team realizes they don't, they haven't won. And then they are announcing the actual winners of best picture. Like it was just a truly a wild moment and just so chaotic to see on live television. I guess the slap was a bit like that too, in the sense that like, it was like a very unexpected moment to just see go down live. But yeah, I'd say like the La La Land Moonlight. I don't, again, like, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I think it was just like a very memorable and wild thing to kind of watch happen in real time. Do you have a favorite Oscars? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, when Return of the King swept. Oh, okay. That was my least favorite. One of my least favorite moments. So there, take that. I think you're, you hating on Return of the King is more offensive <laughs> than me hating on everything everywhere all at once. How so? I think your hatred is more pure. My hatred, <laughs> well, I, I have no hate. Like- I just have criticism. You have hate in your heart. No, I don't have hate in my heart. I have, I have, I have criticism as well. There's nothing to criticize about Return of the King. One. <laughs> Okay, well... But is there nothing aside from the drama where you distinctly remember like, oh, that was a great show or like, I'm so happy that won. Or like a year where there's lots of upsets or... Um, I don't know. I Not off the top of my head, I'd have to like really think about it and kind of like do a bit of research on... I mean, like I remember some like really bad... Like probably the one of the worst Oscars of all time was when James Franco and Anne Hathaway hosted. Like that was like right. truly atrocious. I know we're talking about good memories, but I guess like it's easier to remember the bad things. But that was like one of the worst years of all times. Like it felt like a... Like J- I don't know what was going on with... um. James Franco. People thought he was stoned. I don't know if he was, but he just like didn't really care. And I felt he kind of let Anne Hathaway hang out to dry. Cause like, I think she was like really trying. Um, but yeah, it felt like a very blatant again, like where I guess the Oscars are, are like trying to target like a younger demographic or whatever. Um, but not really picking people who would be good at hosting. Like Anne Hathaway, I think like I assume she has like a sort of a musical theater or theater. Well, I guess musical theater background. So I think she's a bit better. Like she has that kind of energy, but like James Franco, like was truly awful. Um, And it was like, I know everyone hates this word, but it was like very cringy to watch. So yeah, that was like a, a worst Oscars I'll say. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of a good one right now. That's know. fine. <laughs> Just tossing questions at you. Okay. All right. Well, great anyway. work. That's another Oscars done. Yeah. We'll be back next year for the Road to the Oscars 2024. Yeah. Get wow. Can't wait to be back on the road. What's going to win? Will Marvel finally do it? I hope not. The Road to Marvel Best Picture. It's becoming clearer and clearer every day. Isn't there like a new Lord of the Rings movie series coming? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't work. I don't think. It was like a one, a one time. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really hard. All right. Oh well, that's all. The most disrespectful woman I've ever met. Yeah, well. Okay. Okay. Signing <laughs> off. Bye. Bye.